This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. On today's program, we continue the Doors series with a message about the power of influence, which is everywhere. What you listen to, what you read, plus movies and television shows have major power or influence over you. Let's join Dr. Roosh right now for his message entitled, Under the Influence. Today, we're going to talk about uh, part four, Under the Influence. When I was a teenager, I, I really loved music, and uh, I loved to get into music, and a lot of times, uh, as we're younger, we, we, we love new things, new songs, new styles, and and uh, that changes over time because as people get older, a lot of times they want the music to stay the same. I'm, I don't have any hunger or uh, appetite for more new music. But when I was a teenager, I had an especially high uh, appreciation for music. I had a Walkman tape player. How many know what those were? And so I'm going, this is the OG now coming at you. But I got, I get the headphones on and the tape player in. And uh, Early on, uh, one of the styles that I got into was was called heavy metal, and heavy metal uh, was uh, a rock. Back in those days, all the guys had long perm hairdos, and, and uh, I even had like a mullet that came down off the back of my head, and I remember during those days that uh, people, you know, that we called people that were into heavy metal headbangers. And I can recall that, that when I would listen to the music, after I was done listening to it, man, it had a profound impact on my attitude, and how I talked to people, and I was a little bit, a little more rough with people after I had listened to the, the, the music. Um, I remember I've shared before that I used to listen to some heavy metal Christian music, uh, the band Striper, before we would play football, and uh, you know, it was like, to hell with the devil, you know? And I would, I would get into it, and uh, I would be in the locker room with my Walkman on, and, then I'd go out there and lay hands on them in the name of Jesus, you know, and physical stuff. And then I, I, I was introduced to R&B and black gospel uh, in my latter years of high school, and it really revolutionized my life. And I was introduced to a group called Commissioned and the Winans and, and Fred Hammond, and that kind of grew into a whole genre for me. And I would listen to the... The, the songs of the soulful music and the and it was kind of the, the groove, if you will. And here's what I want you to consider: that uh, there are a lot of things in life that influence us. They're not just things we appreciate, but they take us somewhere. They move us into doing things that we wouldn't do otherwise, and saying things we wouldn't do otherwise. And when we're under the influence of something, we do and say things. We wouldn't without the influence. We are moving somewhere, and that influence is affecting our behavior. When we're with certain friends, they talk us into talking like them, and we say things around friends we wouldn't with others, or maybe even they cause us to risk in areas we wouldn't otherwise. And this is back in the day when there was a, a whole genre of worship called Hosanna Integrity, and every new album that would come out we would get the album and print off the words and we would have a, 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 a group meeting and be like a connect group and we would get together and, and we would sing the songs and then we would just pray and 
that's what I was doing. And I, I was doing that more and more with my friends. We were doing crazy things. We were getting the worship. We are like, let's go pray for our school. Yeah. How about that for crazy, right? So we'd go do Jericho marches around the school, not to make the walls fall down, but we would, we would go do, and we'd pray, God move in our school and stuff. And the truth is, is that we can open doors that influence us deeply, and we can let things in that we don't even recognize. And my challenge for you today is to answer this question. What has you under the influence right now? The spiritual realm has two kingdoms of influence, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. There's only two, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Colossians, Paul is speaking to the church and he says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, there's one kingdom we were a part of and he gave us a transfer into a different kingdom. How many are thankful for your transfer, right? But Paul essentially saying, you're part of one or you're part of the other. And the common challenge that we have after we've entered the kingdom of God and he's come into our life is that we intentionally or unintentionally open the door to spiritual forces that are counterfeit powers of God. They're counterfeit. They're not the real thing, but they have come into our lives. In modern times, there are so many new doorways that can be cracked open into the door of our life. Our phones, our access points in ways that they weren't even 10 years ago. The apps that people can get. The things that you can be connected to. There's a few weeks ago, one of our sons wanted his mom to take him to get McDonald's. Mom, can you give me some McDonald's? He likes a certain thing at McDonald's. And so she says, no, we got food in the fridge. How many parents have said that to your kids? We've already paid for it, right? He says, okay. Five, 10 minutes later, there's a doorbell that rings. Somebody Uber Eats had dropped off McDonald's. <laughs> kids, kids have access that bypasses parents nowadays. And it just happens, new doorways and, and new things that were introduced to for the good and for the bad. YouTube and links to things that are found on social media. Innocent click turns into a porn addiction. An innocent click turns into a ring of friends who end up doing substances. And now all of a sudden, the door is opened and videos and games and video game addictions and communities of people that you didn't even know about didn't even exist 10 years ago. When those doors are open, we can unintentionally engage in the influence of spiritual powers that are to our detriment. And these powers can move in and they can cause havoc. Influence will stay with you, that kind of influence, until you do something about it. Until you evict it, it stays in there. And the result is that we have internal tug of wars between our God-birth destiny and the destructive manipulation of the enemy from an unseen world. I wanna give you just four doors 
to the kingdom of darkness that I want to cover today real quickly. Doors that swing open commonly in our culture may have swung open in your life. And I want you to consider these doors. The first one is this, false gods and religions. False gods and religions. In Exodus 20, God is speaking to Israel and he says this, you must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Now this is uh, interesting language because God doesn't allow for gray area here. Well, that might be good for you, Pastor Nate, but I like to dabble in three or four religions. In the buffet of religion, I like this religion for this, and I like that religion for that, and I can die, you know, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to follow the way of the cross, if you want to understand what the Bible says, you can't do both. Because one means you're opening the door to multiple, and God says, I'll only be the Lord. I'm not gonna share space. Do you know there's been a huge draw in Minnesota and around the country to the occult? The next generation is getting pulled into things that maybe previous generations hadn't. In fact, right now, there are more members of the Wiccan religion than there are Presbyterians in the United States. And it's on the rise around us, little dabbling, it sounds fun. People get together and at a party in high school or middle school or college and they dabble in chants, they dabble in whatever it may be and then all of a sudden they're hooked in. And secondly, seeking help from counterfeit power of the occult. Deuteronomy chapter 18, God is speaking and he says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, Never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering and do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. Not a whole lot of lack of clarity there if you ask me. He's saying very specifically, if you're going to follow Yahweh, the Lord your God, you cannot participate in those things. And by the way, God is not saying that because... He's just trying to make everybody mad and trying to control everybody's life and the old religion types, stereotypes. No, because God understands that as your creator and my creator, he knows how we are made and fashioned, how we work best, and he knows what will destroy who we are. He knows that if we begin to follow other 
instructions, a different manual, if we begin to follow the different download from a different kingdom, then what will happen is it will introduce darkness into our life, and it becomes like a corruptible virus that goes in and destroys the rest of who we are. So because of that, he says, no, don't say yes to other viruses. Don't let those controls in. And by the way, the culture around Israel is no different than the culture around you and I today. People are consulting other powers, counterfeit powers, to help them do what they want to do. And then they're accessing it through many different means, through the internet. Some people are obsessing about various things and it pulls them into a community that they they begin to follow or gaming. There's even things, you know, the, the Ouija board phenomenon back when I was younger still exists and becomes kind of a cute party trick. But how many know those things are attached to real demons? But now the next generation is being introduced and little kids are getting introduced to the ghost app and other apps where they're actually being taught to utilize their phone as an access point to, to another world. And then they have online access to spells and seeking medium help and what other people think about them. How many people have been affected by something you did 20 years ago or five years ago and flashes through your brain and you don't have control. You can be in worship and feel freedom all around you and then the enemy kicks something in you and you feel great grief and great uh, depression because of something you had done before and it still owns you. It's got some kind of control in your mind and your heart. This is the way this man was. And so Carlos was able to declare uh, the, the freedom of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and every one of those demons left that man and he was free and he became new and a different person. What I'm trying to describe to you is this. It isn't always somebody that starts off evil that ends up having evil control on their life. It begins with an open door. and Something gets in and it begins to control you. Seeking help from counterfeit power. The third door is substances and drugs. Substances and drugs. Let me talk about that a little bit. In Revelation 21.8, it says, but cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. And witchcraft is mentioned throughout the Bible. It's mentioned here at the very end. The reason I wanted to point it out, it's all the way to the end of time, if you will. Witchcraft isn't just what you may think of on a particular movie or show, but historically, and even back into ancient times, witchcraft comes from the Greek word pharmakeos. It's a drug or spell-giving potion that was used by a magician or a sorcerer to impact an individual. In ancient times, drugs were used in cultic rituals and witchcraft to open a person's mind up to the spiritual realm. Even if you had no spiritual intent in using the drugs, you are opening your mind up to the spiritual attack. It opens you up to influences in a realm that you cannot control. So this is what I want you to consider today. 
Nobody here is a victim, okay? You own the responsibility of what you will do with the doors of your own life. Don't blame your mom, don't blame your dad, don't blame your sister or your best friend. You choose what doors you open and close. And we are in a weird day and age in a culture that has flipped the script when it comes to issues about drugs. When I was a kid, everybody knew smoking marijuana was bad for you. Nowadays, ain't so much. And our culture around us, kids are getting different information. They aren't just listening to the parents and the authorities any longer. In fact, the par- some of the authorities are beginning to give them bad information. And it'll be backed up by a YouTube channel and some quack somewhere who's saying it's not harmful to you. But then they use data from 20 years ago and the potency of marijuana, and the potency of marijuana is different today. So now the stuff that they got gets you in the door towards a whole nother world, and you're like, there's no problem with it. Hey, listen, I understand the medical necessities for some people in physical extreme circumstances. I totally understand that, but that's not what I'm talking about. Because now what's been unloaded on this generation is a free-for-all. If you want to get free, if you want to be at peace, then all you gotta do is smoke some of this. And now you go to multiple states, I was just in California, you can't walk down the street without smelling it. You can't, it's everywhere. And then they suppress the information on how many more bad cases of deaths there are and what's going on in the driving conditions of these states, why? Because they're getting the money. Let me tell you something, the devil is a liar and I'm calling out the lie. If you are going to that thing, you want more of it, so you take more of it, and pretty soon the sorcerer is at work. You're going to some other source to deal with what only God can heal inside. Your peace should be coming from the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, the New Testament says. I'm not saying, hey, listen. I'm not even diving into any debate over, well, dude, was the wine that Jesus and the disciples had, was it real and was it potent? I'm saying listen to the rest of the New Testament that tells you how to govern yourself. You determine what door you open. And if you are on a pathway where you are continuously going to another substance, you are consulting with demons. Let me tell you one more thing, because I'm not done yet. There was a, about 15, 20 years ago, there was a great uh, round of lawsuits in states around the country against the tobacco industry. And it was almost like the demise of t- big tobacco. They had to pay out billions and billions of dollars and cigarette costs went up and all of that. But what they did is they, they took what money they had and they re-engineered a way to get the next generation and it's called vaping. Let me just step up on the toes just a little bit more today. The present day epidemic in our schools is so real that middle school and high school has taken over high schools and middle schools. Now it's working its way into elementary. And because kids have access to information and they can order up stuff on their phones or their iPads, they're getting it and parents don't even know about it. And they're creating these things that are smaller and smaller jump drive size things. In fact, parents, listen to me. I want you to Google vape. 
I want you to Google it. I want you to look at the pictures of all the things the vape forms come in. I want you to see it because it might be in your house right now and you don't know about it. It might be hidden in your kid's stuff. And they might tell you, oh, that's just a charger for my phone. Lie, lie, lie. They're being taught lies. And it's taken out the next generation. That's why I'm so passionate about it today. I'm tired of the devil having his way. Wake up. Wake up to what's going on. The door's been opened up, and it's time for us to slam the door shut. It's time for us to recognize it's just a doorway to another kingdom. Fourth, fear of the enemy. It's a significant influence. However it works its way in, it could be through a traumatic event. It could be through something that happened through somebody that you know. And it makes a person think that Satan's power is greater than God's power. And then you live in fear or think that your sin keeps God out. Let me tell you, the grace of Jesus Christ is more powerful than any force on the, in the world. Demons tremble at the sound of the name of Jesus. But if you have fear, fear becomes an open door to another portal. I wanna just consider something today. What are the doors towards freedom? And I'm gonna give you four doors and uh, I want you to consider them. This is a door, so I figured I'd write on it. The first door, the door to freedom, is to acknowledge what you have let in. When did the door open? Did you do something a while ago? Is there something ongoing in your life? When we're dealing with people that have long-term patterns, sometimes it's jewelry that was given to you by somebody that took you down the wrong path. You might need to get rid of that jewelry. It could be a pact you had with somebody else, but it's acknowledging it. It's not hiding it, it's something, it could be, I let alcohol in a long time ago. I, I, I stepped into online game, I, 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 I started watching, looking at pornography, whatever those things are. It doesn't even have to be that far. It could be uh, unforgiveness slipped in, somebody hurt me, and it walked its way in. Fear has control, and I let it in, acknowledge it, okay? The second thing is this. Repent. Repent. This is not just a weird, old, religious, point the finger at people word. Repentance, you can't experience the kingdom of heaven without repentance. Repentance is I'm going in this direction and I'm turning and now I'm choosing to go in a different direction. You can't say, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge that I got problems, but you know, it's Sunday. And then on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, I'm going to let all that stuff back in so I can get forgiveness again on Sunday, next Sunday. How many of you know that's a tired religious cycle? Many of us have gone through that, where we do something on Saturday night, we feel guilty, and then we get forgiveness on Sunday. But if we don't ever stop doing those things, we're not repenting and we don't get the freedom that God wants us to have. The third thing is this, renounce. Renounce. Now this is a word you don't say much in today's world. To renounce is to declare what those things are out loud to the Lord. Lord, I've been looking at stuff I shouldn't be looking at. I've let fear in and it's controlling my life. And declaring out loud, 
I renounce that. I fear you can't own me anymore. Pornography, you can't own me anymore. Demonic stuff that I've been, I, you can't own me anymore. Drugs and alcohol, whatever it is. I'm not, and listen, many people have tried to stop here, so I'm not gonna stop here, but it's a part of a process, okay? You can't do it by your will, okay? If it owns you, you need some help. You need a spiritual community. You might need to go get some help another way. You might need to get into a quip group on a Tuesday night. You might need to be, do the next step, but it starts with renouncing it and saying, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm not giving in to it anymore, okay? It's renouncing. Everybody said renounce. renounce. You say it out loud and you get rid of that counterfeit power, that unforgiveness. And finally, this is it. Then, and this is the beautiful part that's on the other side, you receive freedom. You don't just acknowledge it, it's possible, but you begin to lean in to the spirit. You lean in. We're gonna give time for this this weekend at our encounter retreat, Friday and Saturday. And if you haven't registered yet, I really double dog dare you to do it. It'd be worth it. You can go to our website and sign up. But listen, you lean in. You declare Jesus as your Lord. You open the door to the Spirit. You let the kingdom of God come in. I love what it says in, in Galatians chapter five. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorceries, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, ever said but, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous with one another. Come on, somebody. We can let the Holy Spirit lead us into freedom. You can learn more about the various ministries that Emmanuel offers and see Sunday services and Wednesday prayer services live every week. Check out emmanuelcc.org for details. Be sure to tell others about this broadcast that they could enjoy next week at this same time.